Welcome to Encountering Empowerment. I'm your host, Victoria Jocko, here to help you feel certain about your worth. When you know you're enough, your power is uncontainable, and I'm here to help you unleash it. All of you is acceptable here. You're good, you're bad, and everything in between. It's time for you to see it too. Hello, my lovelies. I hope you are doing well. Today, I would like to talk with you about my, I guess, process of unpacking my sexuality, um, the changes that I've seen within my sexuality, why I think those changes have, have happened, and just kind of like my overall viewpoint of like our culture in regards to sex and sexuality, um, like how it influences us, whether that's good or bad, and just like giving you guys kind of my opinion. So um, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years, I started questioning whether or not I liked men. I thought I started having feelings like I don't think I ever want to date another man. I was with a man for about two years. Um, we were still together at that point. And I, I was like very firm of like, you know, I'm Polly, so I date uh, multiple people. And I was very firm in that like, you are the last man that I'm ever going to date. I have zero interest in ever dating another man, period. Um, I only want to date women and AFAB people. If you don't know what that means, assigned female at birth. I'm referring to non-binary people who were born female who no longer identify with womanhood. So, um, that is, that, that was like the start. (laughs) I was, I I started, I, I found myself saying, um, yeah, I have no interest in ever dating a man again. And then that progressed further to questioning whether or not I was even attracted to men anymore at all. Um, I started seeing people talk about something called compulsory heterosexuality. And basically it's this idea that because we live in a heteronormative culture, a culture that influences us or like tells us that, you know, it's like the whole spiel of you grow up and you get married and like that whole thing. And it's never like to whoever, although like my parents were pretty accepting of whatever sexuality me and my sister identified with, but there was still this just, there's an overall influence and idea that we should be heterosexual. Those are the kinds of relationships that we see the most of in media. It's just, it's the norm, heteronormative, right? So that compet is this idea that like we have been influenced to do this, to be heterosexual. And so that's what we do. We don't really question it. Question it. It's just kind of ingrained in us. And so I heard that term and then I started reflecting on my life and how, you know, even the ways that I would engage in like watching porn, um, what was I actually attracted to when I was watching porn? Um, What were my like most heightened kind of like sexual experiences? And it, it really heavily revolved around liking women. And being interested in women um, and AFAB people. Now it's non-binary AFAB folks. Anyway, um, so that kind of unleashed this 
I don't like this this line of questioning of like I don't think that I'm pansexual I don't think I'm bisexual I'm pretty sure I'm gay and so I was starting to have these conversations with my partner at the time who's a man and that kind of eventually it led to us ending things um in a very like long strong strung out way (laughs) I was trying to find the word for that and a lot it wasn't like this clean break of like yep we're no longer together bye because like we live together and like (laughs) that's very difficult and like we still care for each other so much you know it was it was a really difficult thing to do I had a lot of grief sometimes I still do where it's just it's just sad it's just sad and a part of that sadness came from also feeling like betrayed uh, betrayed by my body betrayed by my like the society at large of like you guys it felt like you not you but like (laughs) the culture you um you influenced me to not be myself that's what it felt like to me. It felt like you influenced me to use my body in ways that I didn't like and that maybe I didn't even want and I didn't even know that I didn't want it. And that's been a recurring pattern for me um, whenever I think about like my history with sex and sexual partners. Um, a lot of my sexual experiences were coerced by the men that I was with. Um, I never really questioned whether or not that I wanted to have sex. It was always this, like, it felt like an expectation. It's like, well, yeah, of course you're going to have sex. Like, that's, it wasn't even a thought in my mind of like, well, do I want to do that? It was always like, you need to be seeking it out. And it wasn't like I had those thoughts. It was just this subconscious drive and urge of like, no, you seek it out, period. And for a while, I thought like, okay, um, that's just because I was tying my worth to my body, right? Like, um, being socialized as a woman, we're really taught that, like, our bodies are everything and that that's all we're really, you know, quote unquote, good for, um, especially in the eyes of men. So, um, when I started, like, you know, becoming more aware, which was, like, years ago, I realized, yeah, okay, that's probably why I was engaging in, in sex. And then I, I hit this other layer of, like, oh, my God, I've been engaging in sex with men because of my conditioning. And I don't think that's entirely true. I think that there is some attraction there. I don't think that, like, every relationship with a man I've ever had is a lie or, like, it wasn't real, you know? But I do think that our culture influences the way that our sexuality develops. And so that kind of leads me into where I'm, I've been at lately, which is starting to identify more with um, being somewhere underneath the asexual umbrella. So I'm definitely queer. Like I'm only interested in women and AFAB non-binary people. Um, but I'm also... I've experienced over the last like year and a half because so let me backtrack for a second (laughs) these feelings also came up when I started questioning my sexuality in general when I was like just questioning if I was gay I started having like a lot of sex repulsion and sex aversion like I did not want anyone to touch me and I'll talk more about why I think that is now in a second um but it's like been this process over the last year and a half where like thinking that's that maybe I'm somewhere on the asexual spectrum thinking I'm not that maybe it was just because I wasn't I was like not dating women or something um 
and it's like come back up again it's come back up multiple times um but it it's again resurfacing pretty heavily for me now um and i've done some like research for myself i've done some like just reading about like what what kind of language can i use here that might help me understand what's going on inside of me and so for the last for the like the last few years i've identified with being demisexual where like i need an emotional bond with someone in order to feel sexual desire and attraction that's like pretty consistent but now i've also been identifying with um being gray asexual gray ace um which basically is hold on let me google it because i don't want the i don't want my answer to be um super inaccurate (laughs) um so it refers so gray asexuality or gray sexuality is a one type of asexual identity and it refers to people who fall between an asexual identity so people who do not experience sexual attraction and those who identify as allosexual and allosexual is a term to describe individuals who feel sexual attraction or desire um, for sexual activity so um some things that like you might experience if you're gray sexual is not usually experiencing sexual attraction but may occasionally um people who enjoy and desire sexual relationships but only under specific and limited circumstances and then people who experience low sexual desire but do experience some attraction and so i would i identify a bit more with the last two of like um i enjoy and desire sexual relationships but only under specific and limited circumstances and then i also enjoy i I do experience sexual um attraction but it can be a low sexual desire so um it's like i'm attracted to the person but i have no interest in acting on it and i think that this has come up because i have been really connecting with and taking power back over my body um i think that i as i mentioned earlier i never really considered my desire when it came to sex or sexual relationships it was always this automatic um like knowing of like yep this is just what you do you don't ask questions you just have sex with someone um it's like i've talked about this on my instagram how like we really don't question um we don't really question like where that desire or that urge or drive comes from we just kind of like go with it and it's like this almost um unspoken like i don't want to say a rule but it's like this unspoken idea idea that's a better word an unspoken idea that like sex is the holy grail of intimacy And it's just this thing that like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. And it's like what you're just supposed to do. And, you know, when you enter a relationship, when you start dating, like you're supposed to hit these marks, like you're supposed to have sex at a certain time. And if you don't, then it means like you're not with the right person or there's something wrong with you, your libido, your hormones, like your hormones need to be checked. And just like all of this stupid shit that I've realized isn't isn't really true um for me anyway right like obviously this is all just my experience but what i have realized is that i i do still enjoy sex but there are so many other forms of intimacy that i enjoy more and 
it's just not that important to me. And I think I talked about this in the episode last week because this, the experience with my ex really opened a lot of, uh, opened up like a whole line of questioning for me, but this has been like a long time coming. (laughs) Um, so now, you know, I've, now that I have more language to use that explains what I have been experiencing, um, there have been a lot of things that have come up for me, like that no one's going to want to be in a relationship with uh, thoughts. I mean, um, there have been negative thoughts that have come up for me, like <laughs> nobody's going to want to be in a relationship with me. There's something wrong with me, which like, thanks brain that you do really good at that one. Um, <laughs> Um, things like that and a lot of like just fear and anxiety around dating but also a lot of empowerment um, because I am no longer willing to compromise myself and I'm no longer willing to go along with doing things that I don't fucking want to do um, I had this uh, moment recently with someone that I have been dating um, I think this happened like a few weeks ago where she had asked like if we could kiss and I was like I got a little bit nervous oh I was very nervous (laughs) but um I told her I'm like I actually don't think that I'm ready for that yet and it was oh my god I was so anxious and like I went into my car after and I just like cried because I was like so overwhelmed but also just like so fucking proud of myself that I didn't do something that I wasn't comfortable with And this has just been, I feel like that moment really has highlighted what this whole, uh, this whole unpacking and processing my sexuality has been for me. It's really just me taking power back over my body because for so long I felt like I didn't have power over my body. You know, when I spent a lot of time in psych wards, I did not have power over my body whatsoever. And then growing up in a larger body, I felt like I owed my body to whoever would take me. You know, like I felt I had such low self-worth because I was in a larger body that like I, I, I just felt like, well, if men find me attractive, that means I'm good enough, you know, like that wasn't a thought process in my head, but subconsciously, you know, years later after I've unpacked it, I realized that's what was going on. Right. And so I'm reaching another stage where I'm like, I, you know, I realized I am gay, right? Like that was, that was a whole taking back my power in and of itself of like, no, I, I want to be with people who I like find to be very attractive, right? That I I want to engage in romantic relationships with. Um, I love having romantic relationships with women. It is so different than having romantic relationships with men. And um, I, I love that. And now it's like I'm reaching this whole other, this whole other stage of like, well, now I, I get to decide what's going to happen in terms of sex what do I want? Do, when do I feel comfortable? Right? Is it the first date? Is it the 10th or 12th? Is it six months down the line? Like, when am I going to feel comfortable enough to have sex with someone? Um, And it's so, it's, it's tricky, because at the same time, like, I want to honor what my partner needs, but I also need to honor what I need. So I've been navigating, and I've, I've been navigating how to do that, and questioning like you know 
whoa, Jesus Christ, I just like hit my microphone. <laughs> like bounced into my nose. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been questioning like, okay, how do I honor both of us? What would feel good for both of us, you know? And so I've just been taking my time and being really honest and having really fucking uncomfortable conversations, guys. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's necessary. And I value being honest and living in my integrity. And so I do it. Despite how fucking uncomfortable it is. <laughs> um, so I... I don't have all of the answers, but I have been figuring things out and really just centering my comfort um, and learning how best to support myself and trying to find the balance between that and supporting my partners um, whenever they end up coming into my life, right? Um, and so I wanted to talk about this number one because I don't think that it's talked about enough or at all um I personally have felt like pretty isolated and alone in talking and like in my experience um it's only been like recently where I've started talking about it with my friends and stuff um outside of like a brief mention <laughs> and that has been really really nice um I have some wonderful humans in my life who actually have experienced similar things to me and I'm like holy shit I thought I was alone obviously that's never true but like oh my god <laughs> so that's been super nice I wanted to share that here because it has been super isolating and if this is something that you can relate to if anything of what I've shared here is something you can relate to I think that there is power in knowing that someone else has experienced it too and so I hope that provides some comfort for you um you're not alone <laughs> seriously <laughs> Um, another reason that I wanted to share this, uh, is to, and I lost my train of thought. Sick. <laughs> I was doing so good. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to share this because if this is something that you've dealt with, I want you to know that it's okay for you to not have all the answers yet. Um, that's something that has been challenging for me because I love to unpack shit. That's why I'm a coach. That's This is like who I am. I love being self-reflective and understanding myself and having answers. Um, and with this, it's much more difficult. It's like, oh, I have some answers, but maybe not all of them right now. And um, I have some answers, but then like things change and that can be confusing. So do those answers still apply to me anymore? Like, I don't know. Um, and so it's, I've really come to terms with that. I have to accept that things aren't stagnant. Not everything is constant and that it's okay for things to fluctuate and change. Um, I was talking with someone recently and they were like, is this, are, are you going to have like a new life changing thing to talk about next week? Like how many more quote unquote surprises are there? And I was like, honestly, I can't really promise you anything. Um, this is kind of who I am. This is part of me that I am always like self-reflecting and I am always changing my, um, 
my second mom, I call her, uh, she has made this comment so many fucking times to me. Like, I just, I'm always changing. I'm, and it's like very quick when I do it. And so (laughs) it's funny, like this has been a large part of my life, but it's never, I guess this part of my identity feels different. It feels squishier than all of the other things that I've been like, oh yeah, this is totally fine. I'm going to move to a whole new state tomorrow. Like, yeah, great. (laughs) Or like, whatever it is, I'm going to change my niche. Like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. Um, I'm going to quit my job. Like I, those things have been like, eh, whatever. Um, and those changes have been more accepted, accepted in me. They're just, they're, it's more comfortable, I guess. And so, um, this part of myself has been a lot more uncomfortable and soft and squishy and, um, it can feel difficult to not have to not feel like I have solid ground underneath it. And so I wanted to, if you relate to that, I want to encourage you to accept that maybe that this is something that you won't always have answers for. Maybe your answers are okay to change. Um, Maybe it's okay to not fully ever understand what's going on inside you. (laughs) because honestly I don't sometimes especially like with my sexuality it has been very fucking confusing and that's hard and it can also be okay like maybe it's okay that it is kind of confusing and maybe my job isn't to try to understand it but to accept it and to honor whatever change is coming up for me and to communicate that so that I can respect myself so um, yeah, I'm like trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about here, <laughs> but really all of this, this process of mine has really shown me that it's about taking back my power over my body. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And if that's something that you also are going through dealing with, have dealt with, I think it's a beautiful thing for you too. And I know it doesn't always feel it believe me, I have cried so much. (laughs) I've cried so many fucking times about this shit. Um, And it's something I still cry about sometimes. So believe me when I say I understand that it's not always pleasant, but I do think that it's a beautiful thing to start to honor ourselves more and to be open to, you know, seeing what comes up for us and honoring that, right? Like honoring ourselves moment to moment as we change, um, as our wants and needs and desires change and our dislikes change and our likes change, right? Like I think that it's it's a really beautiful thing to honor the ever-changing beings that we are. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to ask yourself, like, how can I be more accepting of myself, What do I need to allow more of in order for me to accept myself more? Um, And remember that you're not alone in it. There are so many other people, including myself, who are struggling with it, who are figuring shit out. It's okay that you don't have all the answers. And, oh, you, I just like realized it. (laughs) You deserve to have people in your life that honor and accept it too that honor accept you and that honor and accept the changes that happen within you. 
um, that has been, as I, I kind of mentioned earlier, that's been like a big thing for me of feeling like, oh my God, no one's going to ever want to be with me, but that's not true. The right people will honor, accept, and love you for who you are in all of the changes, the feeling firm in, <laughs> in certain things, like whatever it is that happens, um, they're going to love, honor, and accept you, the right ones, right? Okay, I think that's it. Um, I hope that this episode was comforting to you, gave you some insight. Um, if you really enjoyed it, I would love to hear your feedback. You can leave a review for me. You can message me or comment on something on a post of mine. <laughs> and just let me know that you listened to it and that you loved it. I would very much love to hear your feedback. Um, but that is it for today. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to feel a sense of inner safety, security, and certainty, come work with me. I'll teach you how to accept yourself using my empowerment process so that you can become the confident, powerful, bad bitch you are. Go to the link in the show notes and schedule our first date where we'll chat about your goals, get to know each other, and come up with an amazing action plan to get you to where you want to be. I'll see you there.